getting real oh, like soul man, you broke that. so early. <laughs> I was gonna just sit in the uncomfortable silence until you said something. That was <laughs> magic. Wow. <laughs> so how about this? So how about this? Uh, that's what this is called. I'm Alan Dempsey. And I am Rafiq Shaheen, and with us is a real piece of shit. Whoa! Uh, he, Holy crap! <laughs> he he just happened to have the balls to come back to comedy. Oh, uh, after being out for so long, I want to apologize uh, for Rafiq's <laughs> horrendous attitude today. No, no, it's okay. It's it's the name of my comeback tour. <laughs> I'm a real piece of shit. Thing. But I actually, that's my first plug. <laughs> but what's your name though? Uh, Dan Hoff. Oh. Yeah, um, that's it's a very guttural sounding name. Hoff. I hate it. It's, it's, it's a, there's a Viking. I mean, you're red. There's a Viking, you know. Mm. No, because here's the thing. It's German. It's like the most German last name I've ever heard because it's so curt. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And uh, so I talked to a German person once at my job and I told him. <laughs> Wait. I told him. What time in my life there was this time that I talked to a German person? No, literally. I, I see him all. It's because I, I work uh, tourism industry. So mm-hmm. like all over the place, people from, you know, Brazil, Germany, Europe. Yeah. Different times of year, different folks come over. Right. Sure. So, there was this German guy, and I was like, oh, my last name's Hoff. And he goes, you know, that means parking lot, right? <laughs> awesome. I dated a woman. Her father was, I want to say, Nicaraguan. Uh-huh. Nicaraguan. Is, uh, you know, correct. correct Wait, words. With the that's Italian a, hand really fingers for some reason. For, uh, for Italian. <laughs> so his name was Transito, which is traffic. Sorry, my brain collapsed in the middle of that story. You should have a daughter, and then I can marry her, and then we'll do like a dual surname (laughs) situation. Traffic parking lot. Parking lot traffic. (laughs) Fucking parking lot. So full of traffic. Man, if you think that's bad, my first name literally means friend. And the inverse of my name, Kifar, which is just my name spelled backwards, means hypocrite. Mm. And, uh, and I don't know you to be ever <laughs> critical about anything. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. That's about the third time we recorded a small episode for you got here. Fucking exhausted. I, don't, I, I must be because I was <laughs> the, the sleep. It was. I don't know where I was going with well, that. Well, okay, I can carry this for a second sure. here because I actually remember. A oh, time coming where back to comedy. Can, sure, that's, sure. That's where we started. Sure. Let's at least can keep finish that, that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I did stand up. <laughs> I did stand up. I'm being generous already. I'm being incredibly generous. I was a very consistent open micer for about sure. four uh, right. you're, you're like you're but not being generous. Uh, generous with the word consistent. I know, right? <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, as at the brewery, baby, that was my jam. Yeah, as were we all, though. That's not. I mean, no, for sure. But uh, there's a lot of people now that I see uh, like around a lot. And it's 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 alarming to me for somebody who's been out of it for so long. Sure, I stopped in like two thousand, what nineteen something like that, and uh, so I'd still still in the Facebook group and still in all that mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, yeah, it's just nuts to see all these new people, and they're so funny. Yeah, too. you see them at shows. A lot of them are there's It's so weird of like. As the longer you're in the game, the more like new classes show up oh. and you're just like, oh, you guys are such children. And like, I can't say that without sounding like a douchebag. But- as somebody who never did comedy, I actually shouldn't be talking about this with any authority. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think, I, you know, for me, the scary thing is whether or not they are children. Sure. 
but also like, oh God, they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like this 19 year old is owning this room. Holy oh, shit. No, for sure. I was that 19 year old like twice yeah. when I first started. And then Rafik <laughs> <laughs> gave a <laughs> face. <laughs> do, do, you, do you remember a particular show, Rafik? Would you like to? I, I remember a particular show in which uh, I wouldn't call it a hero night. I, it was, you were a hero to me, but it was not a particular was this hi- the, hero Is this night. the Iberian Rooster? Yes. Oh, man. That, that's, the old, that's like my most famous thing that, is that yeah. clip that John Jacobs posted. Uh, so for the folks of uh, at home who don't know, there used to be this fantastic little open mic called Iberian Rooster, Rest which was held uh, in a basement downstairs mm-hmm. in Florida, which is already fucking magical because that yeah, shit doesn't true. exist. I, beautiful. So many people made the hacky joke. I love it. And like there was uh, a night where like, <laughs> I guess the kindest way to describe this guy would be meth addled gay homeless man i, I it, he's a magical individual <laughs> I, I, he sounds like someone you want to like get magic beans from yeah kind of he looked like he knew how to tell a really good riddle right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you got it wrong you're fucked well literally because i think it's you know he's gay so <laughs> well yeah yes not to be rude but so he comes I don't. He, the thing that, re, that makes you a hero to me is uh-huh. like I didn't even know, see this guy enter the room. No, he just sort of in like a shadow, right? Like <laughs> it was literally like he just came out of the darkness. <laughs> was like, he was there all along to ruin my already bombing set, <laughs> right? And he just he go he. What was the first thing he asked you or he started he, doing? He was like, "I want music." I was in the middle of my set, and he was like, "I want music." <laughs> this isn't and. Wow, he's like a king. Bring me music. And like, so he's like yelling at me to bring a music. I'm like, this is a comedy open mic. There's nothing that enjoyable here. Like, no way. So then, then the host plays music for him. They were like fucking with me. So they right, started yeah. playing music for him. Homie does a little booty dance. It's really exciting to know that nobody had your back. Not a single Nobody was on your side in this scenario. It was way funnier than any of my material. It was. The reason why I go, like, that was definitely a hero night for you is because, one, I applaud the fact that you stayed up there. Yeah, like no. you, you are like fuck this. I'm I did out. My time. Like, yeah, you're like no. This time's mine. And for me, I go. That's amazing. The second thing though is he gets up and he's leaving this part out, but he gets up on the stage to do yeah. that little booty dance, yeah. and Dan is still interacting with him. Wow. Yeah, I was trying to have fun. He wasn't really fun. He was just annoying. That yeah, was the problem. But oh well, not everyone's ready to play. Let's also. Uh, so you came back. You're coming yeah. back. I mean, but look, you said... I, I shouldn't have even mentioned it, because now people <laughs> no, are going to be like, who's coming back? But no, that's I don't buy that. You're This is about you, and sure. we're here talking. Um, that's true, that's true. And I mean, I've we've been doing this podcast what, almost three years now and yeah. I keep talking about, well, it's been a while since I've been on stage. Like it's been a fucking yeah, while. A yeah. lot of folks are guilty. Of you know, it. it's, hard. So. it's just hard. I mean, at least he has the balls to do it. Ooh. Um, yeah. It's not yeah. about balls. <laughs> you know what? Eat my ass. Um, <laughs> that's, that's also not about balls. <laughs> that's true. It's mostly about ass. It's entirely <laughs> ass. A little Let's bit of tongue. Maybe a tooth. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's discuss. Apparently, you and I had some beef. I thought I just <laughs> met you for the first time. No. No, incorrect. But, but let's let's hear your side of this story that I don't know about. So when I was first starting stand-up, okay. right bold age of 19, didn't really know how to uh, how to be a good audience member. I didn't know how to value an audience member because I didn't know how to be a good one. Does that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. You had never been in that kind yeah, of environment yeah. before. So you threw out something. It was a reach out to the audience. I read that correctly. Okay. And then I, I gave you an answer that you just didn't fuck with. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. But you got mad. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, what a dickhead. And then I kind of forgot about the interaction. I mean, was your answer sincere or was it like you thought you were being cute? Yeah, I think I was trying to be a, a, like an idiot. Like yeah. I was trying to steal a little limelight or something like that. It's about me. You right. Know? But you, I, uh, I, you I can deal with me quite swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> How was my response? How do I say this? Was it effective or was it something that could have dragged the problem out further we'll just say it's a pretty rude expletive (laughs) somebody thinks the lgbt community no uh, there's no way (laughs) i heard it no one else remembers it i thought you were being sincere for a second i I actually got a little sweaty like oh my god (laughs) yeah he he doesn't understand when we get famous i have a laundry list of just statements and tweets from him on my phone to just be like i can cancel you at any moment you're part of the problem oh no you're gonna give me that twelve dollars in your bank account, motherfucker. I just picture Rafik like hack typing, like he's just clacking away at something, and he's like, "I'm gonna be so rich from this one day." From Where was this when we Dunedin Brewery? Dunedin. Dunedin. I do remember one night in particular, one of the probably one of the last nights I had ever done comedy. Maybe this was you. Somebody in the crowd kept doing the single junior high clap. You know, where like everybody applauds and then somebody just goes and I tore whoever that was a new one. Do you remember which table it was? It was, I think it was to my right. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Was that you? No, (laughs) definitely not. (laughs) That was some other poor sap who didn't. But you know what was funny is I think, I don't even think it had happened to me. Like I had seen, let's say it wasn't you. I had seen this person do it to all the other comics. So when I got on stage, uh, I just immediately went after mm, this person. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. by the way, that single clap, it's not funny. That's what high, that's what junior high kids do. See, that, that shit always pisses me off. But like... I'm going to come to your show and do a single yeah. clap. Well, it, it's, <laughs> it's not just a single clap. My, the thing that always annoys me, and this either gets me into trouble or like... Other comics have also been like, that's uh-huh. great that you respond like this, is I hate the disrespectful audience member because I know how hard comics work. So, like, it drives me up a wall to sit in a room and listen to one douchebag, like, talk over people's set because it's like, you don't understand. We're not the brightest people out there. It took that dude, like, three weeks to perfect this dick joke. Right. Like... You know. Three weeks. What an incredible writing. <laughs> Five years. He had to write it. Oh. You don't understand. He had to write a whole essay on that first, and then he had to like edit it down to like one liners. Yeah. Like, yeah. I definitely, you know, it's been a while, but my 
the dude I am on stage is the heightened version. Oh, for of, sure. You know, so yeah. I'm a grumpy curmudgeon. I'm not unaware of that. When I'm on stage, it's like I'm a grumpy curmudgeon on fire. It's I like see. I go on stage with an attitude of fuck all of you people. That really came through. When you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> we're like, I'm a curmudgeon and then poured out the gasoline. <laughs> right. It was like, and, this guy fucking rules. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Um, I didn't realize he was a prop comic. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, uh, I don't know. I just got reminded I was doing, I had done two shows in a row or two years in a row at Megacon. The first one was a, a show that I put together. The second one kind of got accidentally put together because no one bothered to take it off the schedule. Oh. So I was getting messages from other people like, are we doing that show? And I'm like, uh, what show? <laughs> so anyway, that, if you're performing in front of like a megacon type audience, yeah. it's we're all buddies, right? We're all we're all like-minded people sure. who are into the thing. Yeah, yeah. And there was uh, one girl near the front, and I, I don't think I picked up on the fact that maybe she was a few a few clicks away from you know not being fully stashed. Sure, you know? sure. And, uh, <laughs> Eloquence and. Uh, <laughs> At one point, she just kind of started babbling, and I said something really mean. I said, like, it wasn't vicious, but it was just like, no, no, here's how it works. I talk and you don't. I said oh, something no. like that. And suddenly, just real briefly, the whole energy in the room changed. And just, I mean, I, I got him back, but for a five, ten seconds there, it was like the whole room kind of turned on me. Are you telling me, like, <laughs> Donald Trump and reported that one girl? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the exact situation. <laughs> I whoa! I mean, I'm, you definitely didn't do it intentionally. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't know Alan. He had that moment, and then he dated her for five years. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, no. I don't go for I don't go for mentally challenged girls. I go for emotionally challenged <laughs> girls. It's a different. They're way more available. They're, <laughs> straight, they're everywhere. I like the idea of Alan just walking the streets and being like, hey, how do you feel emotionally? Oh, unavailable? Come on, let's go grab something to eat. Perfect. How much trauma do you have? You and, can you, and can you direct it toward me for no reason? <laughs> We're going to be swimming. I love being not happy. <laughs> yeah. I like spending all my time fixing you. Can we do that for eight years, please? Was, uh, there, was there a marriage story behind that? <laughs> no, thank God. Oh, you, you hope not. <laughs> yeah, nor nor yeah. a child. <clears throat> Oof. Um. So one thing I did want to ask sure. you, as far as getting back into it is concerned, like, do you feel coming back to it that you're going to like change your process, or do you feel like this is going to be like a revamping of who you are, or do you just go, I'm just going to be more consistent this time around? So. <clears throat> Um, I decided this year that I would write jokes <laughs> as opposed that, to what, <laughs> whatever the hell I was doing before. Um, I, I, I mean, were you, was whatever you were I, doing before, I, was it good? Was it working? Kind of. Okay. So here's the thing. I, I, I've been told this once by somebody who nobody would believe me that told me this. They were probably drunk too. Okay. Thing. So you got to take it with a grain of salt, but they were like, you're, you're, I, I hate even saying this. It sounds so much like a brag, but she was like. You, um, you're, you're very smart for t too many rooms. 
So it's hard for people to like keep up with you. And so like I, I thought about I kind of had that problem. Yeah, I thought yeah. about that for a while and I was like, so what do I have to do? I have to start like dumbing some shit down. And then I started to kind of do that in some it's it's Joe Craft is annoying as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's so technical. I could give you I could give you my experience with that sure. if you want it. Sure. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I definitely have my you got your brows, right? Your yeah. highbrow is your mammalian, yeah. your lowbrow is your reptilian, right? So I've definitely got my package of lowbrow stuff, but it's still coming from the same, if we're going to use the word smart, and sure. I'm, I'm rolling my eyes at myself when I, I say know, that. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> talking about comedy, <laughs> right. especially if you, if, if you have, like, if you're not even, like, super, like, booked or whatever like you're not you're not it really sounds pretentious i like, know there, it's there's, so right. annoying to talk about because you have the understanding but right it's like who's gonna believe you, you uh, know? well it's it's that thing uh, about talking about the arts in general because like there's yeah. there's a lot of technical stuff that goes into the arts but like when you're observing it from like a third party perspective too, it gets it, you inside yeah. baseball you know it's it's that thing of like oh well you know like she's a fantastic ballerina so you don't understand this flip as she did takes yeah. like 40 years to perfect. And meanwhile, you're on stage or uh, like in the audience and you're like, that was a really nice flip. Right. I, you know, yeah. I think my dog can do that. Yeah. Like, but, give him a treat. And he just fucking goes nuts, man. <laughs> even, you know, even my, my rubbish pile stuff that's all about doo doo, right? Yeah. It's still coming from like my, here's my, what I consider smart observation about the pile of doo doo. So, on several occasions, I would start with my highbrow stuff mm -hmm. and realize I'm in front of the drunk masses and go, "It's time to pull out that doo doo stuff yep. that I haven't that I haven't done on stage in, in like four years." And nine times out of ten, it would bring them back around. Oh, he's talking about farts. I like yep. this guy, you know. Yeah, especially especially I think this area. I think this. Area. <laughs> yeah, I feel like my 100%. stuff might play better somewhere else. You know what's funny? Said the person who went nowhere. One of the best <laughs> nights. <laughs> One of the best nights I ever had. It was like a, it was like one of those groups that has like a name. We are the so and sos, you know. They were like the young professional, whatever. Sure. So it was like it was, so it was a bunch of wasps, teenagers. No, there suits. was actually a lot of people of color in there. Really? Yeah. Huh. But it was like, well, you know, probably not like rich, but sure. comfortable people who were like in their early thirties who were getting established. And I did all my headiest stuff and fucking annihilated because it was all about therapy and, you know, all of the shit that probably every one of them, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And it was like, if I, if I had pulled out my old doo-doo joke, it would have been like, what is this guy talking about? We're, we're the so-and-sos, you know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of times it's about literally just finding your audience, no, finding the sure. people who are, you know, one of, one of my favorite shows that I've ever done, uh, I did at a comic book shop, not the one sure. that we did at the comic book shop. <laughs> I like how quick you were. Not the one you did. That one, that one sucks. No good. Uh, <laughs> throw that one back. No, but like I, I did a show at like a comic book shop and like what and i still love this line and i wish i could figure out a way to bring it into my normal act but like there was a moment where we were talking just randomly about anime and manga and i asked the question so like do we like subs or dubs and people were like dubs and i was like i like subs because i passed fifth grade english 
And like, it was just nice to just say that naturally. You, just, you know what I like? <laughs> I like that you probably brought the room down with that line. And that right now, me hearing it, it was just those were words. Right, yeah. yeah. You said some words. I was, it sounded kind of mean to me, honestly. I was like, you're killing off of just being rude to the audience. Right. But that kind, works. That works, though. Right. But that's that's kind of my point, though, is mm -hmm. with that kind of audience being rude like that does work. Yeah, I think Rick you know. and Morty did it to him. Yeah, so, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Uh, what would you say in terms of like, well, now you're feeling more. If you're going to go in a more joke writing direction. Sure. How do you feel like you're going to still maintain the you-ness in that? I, 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 I feel like a lot of it comes down to my subject matter. I, I like to talk personal mm -hmm. with audiences. I like to mm -hmm. like tell them like interesting things about me, which is like so masturbatory and annoying, but that's what but a lot of us do. Yeah, that's yeah. what a lot of us do. It's pretty much all it is. So like less observational about the world in general. Yeah, more, more about like an internal. Right. I, I envision it kind of like... Um, like putting out all the pieces of me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's that's, got a it's that's got a, a great name for an album title, <laughs> by the way. Oh, like <laughs> I hate it already <laughs> because it's me, and that's. But uh, yeah, no, I talk about like like personal shit. Like you hear about like uh, comics being like way too personal. So I try I try mm -hmm. my best to walk that line by talking about stuff that I find like weird or interesting, but not like oh my god, what the hell happened to this person? You know. So like I talk about like feet or whatever. Yeah. People, people, people. No, yeah, no, I get it. I mean, the, yeah. you got you you got to Did you just say the word feet? Yeah, literally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. talk about feet. Yeah, my, are, my, are, my, are we my, talking my, about a fetish? What are we talking about? Oh, yes, I do have a Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got a, that Tarantinoism. Yeah, sure. no, literally, he's my idol. If I could <laughs> have that existence. 10 movies, he's only doing 10 movies, <laughs> right? <laughs> And nobody argues about the feet with him. It's just there. Right, yeah, it is. <laughs> nobody like, fights that. It's it's kind of magical well, the fact gotta, that he, he took that stance on, like, what I want in a movie. It's my and movie. he was like, it's feet. Make your own movie. <laughs> well, he also has these, uh, you know, he's got these get-out-of-jail-free cards because he will claim, no, every shot in my film is calculated and it's, has purpose. Like, it, no, is, it, doesn't. it is purposeful. Yeah, the purpose is you like feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which counts, and it's smart. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if you pay people millions of dollars, it's not that weird. So, um, nothing's weird for a million dollars. I would say, with, I mean, wait, 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 come with me on this. Nothing's weird for a million dollars. That maybe that's that the name of your uh, album. Ooh, nothing's that, weird for a million dollars. I actually like that one a lot. <laughs> that one is not bad. I can, I can, I could put that on something. I would say most of my favorite comics are personal. You know, I, Paul F. Tompkins, all yeah. he does is tell stories about shit he did that's in his true. life. Uh, the last Jeff Garland special, I've watched that like a thousand times. Is it good? I haven't seen it yet. It's so good. I think it's called Our Man in Chicago. I do love Jeff He Garland. just talks about his career, and he just talks about like the crazy night he had where he met King Kong Bundy. and Tom, you know. Tom Papa's like that, too. Tom yeah. Papa. And it, I th but also, my other favorite comics are like the Brian Regans. Who you know he nothing he, but bets that man. You know, I mean yeah. he he looks at a box of pop tarts and sees the absurdity of it. You know, and I, like no one else can do what he does with ooh. just objects. I think you know? I think part of to kind of connect the two though. I feel like <clears throat> with Brian Regan bits, a lot of times it is personal because it's still presented from the perspective of this is a thing I encountered. Right. 
The thing with Brian Regan, though, is I feel like he sells it that way. But if you look at the writing, none of them are really that. You know what I mean? What but do you, do you elaborate. So, okay, wait a second. So if you think about, what's that one about horses? There's the show horses in the truck yeah. next yeah. to him. These horses got to put on a show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that shit's hilarious. Yeah. He's doing like four minutes on the horses right. next to his truck. Mm-hmm. So he's like fronting like I'm a big dumb idiot. But if you look at the writing, it's it's just it's insane scribbles. It must be, right? Because it would never be funny on paper. Oh, you're talking about his performance. Yes, his performance is selling that he's an idiot, which he's obviously not. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I definitely Yeah, he's he's kind of a master because I think sure. there is a brilliance to that idea, mm-hmm. which is like, why should I be more careful because they're show horses? What if it was full of cats? Would I be less careful? I mean, yeah. that's essentially yeah. that's a really clever observation. No, it's incredibly. Clever. But then he bends over and does the wacky voice mm-hmm. or whatever, and he it, goes it, to the, it to heightens the it. Barrel. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think part part of that though is again, I think it's still being whether you're perceiving him personally as a idiot or not in the performance. I, at least in the context of this conversation, I think is a material. I'm talking about the fact of like, this is still a moment in his day that he experienced. He was still driving to I a location oh, and he saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So really, if I hear what I think I'm hearing, you're saying like he's inviting you into his brain. Right, and it's still I didn't, a personal. I didn't yeah. just see horses. I saw horses and then this is where my brain took... That experience right. of a madman from Florida. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the name of your fucking <laughs> album. Right there. That's not bad either. That's the second album. That's the second one. I actually have at least the first four album titles, if I ever do one, planned out. Uh, so I, I guess it's kind of interesting to ask since we have come up with like three for sure. you. What do you guys think makes a good album title? Do you think it just hits to the heart of what that album is about? Or do you think it's more of an expression of who the artist is? I mean, my favorite are the ones that make no sense. Mm. What do you mean? Jamar Neighbors is a perfect example. His album, he has two, three albums out now, but the two that I listen to the most is Naked, comma, Away, or, and then the other one, there's two albums. The mm-hmm. other one's comma home. So it's like one's at like a home club, one's at like a road show. It's the same material, uh, but naked makes no mm. sense except for he's naked on the album cover. Okay. <laughs> well, is it. he, is he, I mean, I have never even heard that name. Is he emotionally naked in front of no, the audience? He's no, he's insane. <laughs> Jamar Neighbors is the most nuts comedian just because he'll talk about, he just, off the walls is putting it mildly when it talks when he talks about it, like his topics or mm. whatever. He's okay. just he's so out there. Rio Paris will attribute to this uh, if you know Rio, but um, he went when he was in L.A. Mm-hmm. He went to the comedy store and he was at, he was I think it was on a Jamar Neighbor show and was watching him on stage. Dude walks across the tables to tell jokes into one woman's face. Wow, he's on the tabletop and then he does like a jump from the table back to the stage. Holy shit. Just telling jokes the whole time. Nice. He didn't even really break stride. A lot, of, a lot of what's the deal material, I'm no, sure. I mean, just, just the physicality. He's nuts. He's nuts. I love that. I, I love I love comics who do bring a level of physicality to their it, yeah. work. 
You know, because at a, on a certain level, all of this is just fucking clowning. All of this goes oh, yeah. back to being a fucking jester in some king's court being like, hey, rattle, rattle, rattle. What's the deal with dungeons? You know, or some bullshit like that. I don't I don't like uh, I don't like it when the album title. Tries or the special is probably a better way to say it. I don't like it when it tries to describe the person you're about to see. Yeah. You know, like I think. I can't remember exactly who it was, but somebody had one called Chewed Up. Mm-hmm. That was either Louis, Louis C.K. It wasn't Louis yeah, C.K. That's Louis C.K. Album. Now that, at the time in his career and the kind of material he was doing, was a perfect description. But mm-hmm. also it's like, you don't need to tell me that I'm going to see a guy who's chewed up. Yeah. Like it doesn't... The, I think the worst offender of that is Eliza Schlesinger's, uh, what's it, Elder Millennial? Mm-hmm. It's like okay, we you gave away the whole act, right? <laughs> right. You gave away the whole act. That's the show, yeah. basically. I, I, but I do like it when, I do like it when it's. How do I say this? Like the best comedy special slash album title of all time, George Carlin. You are all diseased. Yep. It's just. <laughs> I mean, that's the special where when he comes out on stage, he goes, "How's everybody doing?" He gets a big roar and he goes, "Yeah, well, fuck you." Yep, that right. is how he opens the show. That's a good vibe check, George. That's a good vibe check. <laughs> like he lets you know, I'm here to fight all of you tonight. That's you know, what a man. God, he was yeah. the best. I miss him so much. Did you know him? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh I should have just went with it. Yeah. Oh, we had coffee all the time. I, I love the idea of Alan goes, I knew, I know, or knew George Carlin, so I kind of tried comedy. Could never really get George to give me any tips. George, George wouldn't book me at any of his bar shows. He's being a real gatekeeper. George, George Carlin pushing down on open mic comedians. <laughs> That would be people talk about like local guys being mean to open micers. George Carlin would tell you why you're a problem uh, at your core. Let's talk about that. Okay. Uh, have you had this experience? You are at an open mic, sure, and there's let's say one or two people who like literally won't look in your direction, like they just won't even acknowledge that you're a human. Then you do your five minutes, you do really well, and suddenly that person wants to talk to you. Um, are you talking about getting booked? I've heard of what this is like. No, I'm talking I've... about comics. I'm not even, I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, a couple of times, um, but it's mainly like people who I knew weren't, they weren't necessarily like rude. They were mainly just focused and like misunderstood or whatever. Okay. Um, so that was my experience, I, but I've never really had like uh, like people who were obviously just not messing with me, just weren't you know didn't like anything I was doing, just hated the sight of me, and then like my act turned them around. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I, never I, happened. Well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm not talking about like I'm I'm not talking about I interacted with them and they were shitty. Sure. I'm talking about I didn't interact with them, like. There's a circle of people. I know the other four people. I get into the circle to try to just hang out. Oh, oh like and like and stuff. this guy starts bigly yeah. in me, you know, and just uh, won't e- literally uh, won't even look in my direction. Oh yeah, that all the time. <laughs> and then I go do my five, do pretty well, and then now that guy's like bother, and I've now I'm already like fuck you. So when he starts to like try to be my buddy there's this part of my brain like dude fuck you you wouldn't even look at me yeah. <laughs> you know 20 minutes ago 
I now I've I don't think I've ever had that specifically. Again, okay. Again, I think that would require doing well. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys feel about holding court in general? Because every comic does it to a certain oh, I can't extent. Do it. But like, I, yeah, I can't, I can't do either. It. <laughs> this this for me is the best because Rafiq lets me interrupt him, which he shouldn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> because he's kind. <laughs> because he's kind. This and is, also he knows how to run the equipment. <laughs> yeah. um, but Rafiq pays for everything, so it's, it's, it's a mutual. You guys have a fun little business practice <laughs> yeah. going on here, don't it's, you? It's very dysfunctional. Um, Sounds healthy to me. Yeah, I, yeah like, I, like everything in comedy. Yeah. I have no interest in competing. That's just not who I am. If if it's a conversation and I've got something good to say, but I know I'm not going to get through to Babblemouth Jones, sure. then I'm just I'm going to let him go. I I, I don't have. I'm not going to fight with you for space. Ah, oh, that I which can't is, do. Which is why I can't do the hold court thing. Every time I get in that semicircle of comedians and the, the boops and the bops start going around, I eventually just wallflower. I'm just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going yeah, no, <laughs> to compete hear that, for this space. I've definitely know? had wallflower moments. I've definitely had, but I, sometimes I just, I can't, help myself and so i'll just constantly throw shit at the wall and people have literally gotten mad at me <laughs> people have been like dude get away from me <laughs> and i was like oh, i'm sorry man i just wanted you to like me for this moment which is the dumb like you're supposed to never want comics to really give it like you're never supposed to give a shit about what other comics think to an extent right especially in stuff like that people i think like that's i think that's yeah. a fun thing to say yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you're not supposed to yeah you're exactly right but um yeah, it's it's uh, just can't turn that button off. Sometimes just got to really pester the fuck out of people <laughs> until they until they give you some kind of attention. Well, so uh, to me, it's interesting because, and again, this may just be like a cultural perspective thing, but it for me, the thing was never, oh, I need you to like me or I need you to pay attention to me. It's the we as a community are just throwing barbs at each other. Like now, I'm part of the circle too, so I guess I got to throw barbs. Like, hey, what do you guys think about this? No, it didn't work. All right, fuck it. Like, what about Alan's idea? All right, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, you know, Alan's fourth dimensional teeth or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, fourth dimensional teeth. That's, I, that was one of the last jokes before I before I quit. Oh. That's that's where my material started to go. What was Whoa. four dimensional teeth? Okay, so I'm walking through. I'm gonna do my best not to do this sure. like I'm on stage. Sure. But I'm I'm walking through a grocery store and there was a, a product called Crest 3D White, and I'm annoyed because it, what else would it possibly be? So. <laughs> I, my idea was, well, thank God, because like many of you, I suffer from fourth dimensional teeth. <laughs> I got to read. I got to shave a dimension off these yeah. suckers. That's pretty good, actually. You know. Did that get traction? It depended on the audience. Uh, I see. There were definitely, I think I actually heard one time somebody say, what is he talking about? See, and so going That's back to what you show. got, going back to what you guys were talking about of going too intellectual my argument to him was always don't go fourth dimensional go second dimensional <clears throat> to three dimensional right i have to bring my teeth from which is a good note a very good yeah note. no right. i have to bring my teeth from the second dimension where they're just paper and i can't chew to the third dimension i, got paper <laughs> teeth, you know? I was born with a perfect razor in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh my god right. imagine that, breastfeeding right. that thing ah uh, oof, oof. ah no yeah, i don't yeah, like yeah, that yeah. image yeah. uh it's like a furby beak <laughs> 
<laughs> so, okay. This is going way off topic. But holding court. We were on holding court. Right. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to continue this idea because I can't get it out of my mind now. Did you guys see that uh, movie on Netflix, uh, Mitchell's versus the world or whatever it was? Or, uh, no, not I. There's a moment in that film, and it's a Sony movie, where, like, the whole premise of the film is machines are taking over. There's this family going on this trip to kind of stop them, right? There's a moment where they go into a mall, and in the mall, there's this toy store that's bringing Furbies back. Nice. One of the best lines to me in that movie is this gigantic mountain-sized Furby breaking through a wall and saying, let the dark harvest begin. (laughs) (laughs) is the most accurate depiction of Furbies in any media. Those things are fucking terrifying. They are. And it's one of those things of like, as I get older, looking back on it, I go... There's so many toys in the 90s that are just fucking terrifying mm-hmm. that we are never going to discuss. That robots, robots are a mistake. I'm of that mindset, and here's why. Furbies, now they got real robots. They got people robots. You seen these? Are you talking about the Russian one? Because that one's actually fake. No, there's a new Korean one. There's a new Korean one. I don't remember her name. It's not a her. I got to stop that. <laughs> right. yeah. It's a robot. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm already indoctrinated. And by the way, you might be offending it because maybe it doesn't go by her. No, it admitted it did not have desire. It was programmed. I mean, it was programmed to say it didn't. <laughs> right. It did not have desire. So it had no like... No, it was like, I have no ill will toward people or whatever. I don't trust yeah, that. The no fact that it's way. saying that it has... By like- the way, let's just... let's. If you get into an elevator with someone and they go, by the way, I'm not violent. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm getting mugged. <laughs> right. I have no will, ill will. Thanks for bringing that up. Nobody asked. <laughs> cool. I don't have a gun. Uh, yeah. Shit. Wow. Yeah, no. But the Furbies were the beginning of that. And yeah. I think they should have been stopped. I think <clears throat> Furbies prevent Judgment Day. There's a, there's a great horror game out there. Furbies called, prevent uh, Judgment well, Day? Well, killing Furbies, I should say. Preventing okay. Furbies... <laughs> Prevents judgment, judgment day. day. Got it. I misspoke. Uh, there, there's a great horror video game out there called Tattletale, which basically the idea is like instead of calling them Furbies, they're these Tattletale dolls. Oh, that's weird. And but the whole idea is that like the little Furby esque dolls uh, are benign, but there's this. Are they tumors? Mu- they're the uh, benign as in like not. Oh, they just don't like, move. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Uh, but uh, there's a mother that's at, that gets activated and is wandering around the house trying to find her babies. And I played that game for like five minutes, and I was like, oh, this feels too real. This feels like somebody was like, I had a Furby as a kid that got possessed. <laughs> Have you heard the stories about Alexa just sometimes waking up and saying weird shit? Yeah. What? Like, uh, I can't remember the quotes now, but there have been several stories. It, it, a simple Google search will find oh, it. Oh, I'm sure they're But, you know, just every now and then, like, Alexa will just, you know, some guy in Minnesota, next Alexa will just go, I'm not evil, you know, or whatever. And <laughs> what's happening? First of all, Holy horrifying. Shit. But <laughs> what's happening? It, it you know, I you, have can, a you can train. <laughs> I need to get out of here. What's happening is some jackass like us who knows how to do this 
is like occasionally breaking in to Alexa nice. and just programming her to say crazy shit and just randomly throughout the, the nation, you know. I, I love people for doing stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Terrorizing suburban families by way right. of their woeful consumption of electronics. Get him. Get him. <laughs> Get him, Alexa. Dude, I, I, maybe two Christmases ago, my dad bought me an Alexa. I was like, thank you very much, eBay. I, <laughs> this is yep. not happening. I'm not doing this. Nope. Uh-uh. For me, the weird thing is like I go, <clears throat> I simultaneously go to uh, perspectives at the same time. That mic's going to kill you later. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> the, the mic's going to be like, I remember. I'll <laughs> you uh, because I go, while I'm in my meat shell, right? I go, fuck the robots. Like, menial labor, sure. Anything more complex than that, like, fuck that. Uh, but I go, once you get me a cybernetic body, I go like, all hail the machines, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, whatever. Totally yeah, let me join your ranks yeah, and then we're good. Sure. But like, I, outside I don't of that. know. So I recently, just within the last couple months, I started getting into the Aliens franchise. Nice. And uh, I mean, I'd already seen many of the movies, but I'm like listening to some of the audiobooks and stuff. And so far in, in the media I've consumed... I don't know why they're creating these really complicated synthetics that have like blood. Like I, I haven't yet understood what purpose that serves because it's just like another guy on the ship. Right. They, they, yes. just, they don't have to feed him. I mean, no. I guess that's, you know, cool. but other than that, like why need it? What, what do they do? I never understood aside from weird blood cuts or whatever, right. the milk coming out of their bodies. Right. But also the, you start extrapolating that why give C-3PO a personality? That's a good point. Why not just have a box that can translate shit? Why not just have a machine that can fly your ship that you don't have to argue with that goes beep, boop, blop, and now you have to learn another language, you know, just... By, by becoming gods. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we what... Have... <clears throat> oh, God. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so one of the things I actually do like about Star Wars that they explain about that is, like, machines aren't supposed to have a personality. And the, where do they explain that? So in it, novel uh, twelve from so at, so this was actually one of the notes George Lucas put in, oh, like, okay. the, in like the original movie. So I'm so sure it was a very coherent homework. <laughs> yeah, I read the homework. George Lucas, oh, yeah, homework. I'm nerd. but also I'm sure that it was a very coherent yeah. idea that, that you know so, stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so it, so essentially in the movie there was supposed to be a scene where they mention. Uh, the fact that like droids are supposed to have their memories wiped on a routine basis or else they start to develop personalities. So all the affectations of C-3PO are just because like no one's done a factory reset Mm. in like a couple months, which is way more terrifying because the idea of like, oh, so this thing just gains a soul if you don't reboot it. Like in typical, now we're about to go down a Star Wars path, but here, here we are. In typical George Lucas, now that you've said that, in typical George Lucas fashion, there's that one moment in one of the episodes, maybe part three, where out of nowhere, one of the characters goes, wipe this droid's mind. And there's no explanation. And there's no, and even the audience is, why? He's been nice. Why? You know, well, that, that is the problem with later George Lucas is he's, he would have these buckshot ideas that he didn't know how to develop. 
He's like, I got this metachlorian idea. It might be a good idea, but you don't know how to put it in your own fucking script. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Half of Star Wars makes no sense, which is how it gets the uh, the fantasy attachment right. to yeah. it. It always gets the fantasy attachment because it's like some of this shit just exists. Exactly. It's, yeah. it, it's weird because like in contrast, Star Trek was always like, we have a very rational reason for why all these things exist, but it's like the rationale behind that is equally terrifying oh yeah no they explain things too much (laughs) right yeah it's like well okay the reason why we don't let synthetic humans on the ship is because like we had a robot uprising and there were a lot of dead people and especially like a lot of dead babies so our robots really enjoy killing children and you're like I'm sorry, can you go back to that? Like, that seems like a huge skip over that we're just ignoring. Like, your robots enjoy killing children? That's their favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) The favorite part of every robot's life is when they get to kill their first child. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a a rite of passage. Like, I got my driver's license. This species views... uh, looking at each other is a terrible <laughs> sign of disrespect. You have to now fight him to the death. He's like, I just walked in the room. What? Damn. I, uh, I'm not super big into Star Trek. I'm much more of a Star Wars guy. Uh, same here. I, I will say I have really enjoyed actually watching, uh, their most recent animated series, which was uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Isn't that the comedy show? Yeah, because one of the things they do do in the show so well. He said doo-doo. That was more of a Blazing Saddles <laughs> reference than <laughs> a fecal reference. Um, is they do point out the fact of like, Picard gets to go out and make first contacts of all these planets, but they're like, well, we also have like a hundred thousand ships that go out and make second contacts. So we have, because we have to like lay out a lot of fucking ground rules. (laughs) So you don't just end up like murdering an entire society. You know, that's, I wouldn't have thought of that. If I was a writer, I'd have been like, yeah, people just keep making the same mistake. (laughs) (laughs) These folks just keep getting into one-on-one combat duels and nobody seems to figure out how to fix it. Right. Well, so like one of the, one of my favorite episodes is like they they have this moment where like all the commanders of the ship are like captured and they're like interviewing the crewmen, which is who are their principal cast of the show. And like the end conclusion is like if you're an ensign on the ship, you have no fucking idea of what's going on. Like some god level being is just wandering the halls, turning people into soccer balls, and your command crew is dealing with it, and you're like. I was just on the way to get a shower. Like, I I guess don't nobody kick Greg? Like, is that, like... They just don't communicate to each other. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a guy here, sure. Yeah, because, like, because your boss doesn't do that. Like, Jeff Bezos is not sending out an email going, like, by the way, like, I know you guys have to pee in bottles every 15 minutes, and we then ship those bottles out, and you don't know where it goes, but... This is the reason why. Like That's Jeff not Bezos, real, is yeah. it? I believe everything I hear about Amazon. Yeah. I'm going to hit pause for a second to make sure that I can do the thing that I was going to do okay. on oh. the thing. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. Oh, yeah. Take that shit. Hey, now look, I told you, but then you said the thing, and then next Listen, guy, like, I'm upset because I don't feel listened to or valued <laughs> in this fucking space. Don't well, be a little bitch. 
Well, you I'm know sorry. what? I'm yelling because I want to yell. <laughs> I'm yelling because I want to take up space in this conversation. I'm going to shy away meekly. <laughs> I fold. You two are clearly the alphas. Please don't sodomize me. Okay, so... Come, we got to talk about this for a moment just because I keep on seeing fucking memes for this and I cannot believe that we've gotten this stupid. Have you guys heard of this whole new thing called Sigma? Sigma. Shut the fuck up. I wait, See, wait. That, that level of exhaustion is the exact same feeling it's, I had. What's the Sigma male okay, grind so let me, Yes. Let me, before either of you start, I have no idea what you're talking about. Sure. But seeing your immediate exhaustion, I'm already annoyed and exhausted, <laughs> and I have no idea where this is going. It's terrible. Okay, it's terrible. It, let's go. It is. So, for the folks at home and for Alan, mm. you have already heard of the bullshit idea of alpha, beta personalities. Cucks. Cucks, right, whatever. First off, the original person who invented that has already come out and said that was a bunch of bullshit. Was it ever, like, invented? I mean, was it ever... Did anyone ever officially try to assume that that's an actual scientific thing? Or was yes. it just... Okay. So, so the whole thing came about because the original researcher was studying wolves. And then he was like, well, there's clearly an alpha wolf and a beta wolf. And they're... Oh, but, like, even among wolves, they're starting to not believe that, well, right? Well, so that, that's the thing. Is, like, he, like, the researcher came back out and he was like like a bunch of caveats to my study is like, I found out later on, like all of these wolves were part of the same family. Right. And like, this was the mother and her pups. Sure. sure and sure. like, and it was one of those things of, so, so we've taken something that the scientist thought was right. He's modified it, but we've now based this bullshit social hierarchy on a thing that was incorrect the first time. Right. Exactly. Okay. So what is a Sigma? So Sigma is the concept of take all the shitty aspects of being an alpha to begin with. Oh, is this a toxic mix of masculinity? Oh, thing? it's definitely okay. a toxic masculinity mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's take all the shitty aspects of an alpha, but then say this is a person who's a loner. So it's literally oh, so it's me. <laughs> it's the wolf t-shirt of identities. Okay. Yes. It and not even like the good wolf t-shirt. No. This is like Is there a good wolf t-shirt? Yes. Okay. This, yes. This, this is like somebody took like the fantasy painting on the side of a van and then like photocopied that and then like they photocopied the photocopy and that's what they're presenting as their original work. Okay. Beautiful. It's fucking terrible. And is it so first of all, where is Sigma in the Greek? Is that like the third? Because that it's not even alpha, beta, whatever C kappa, I guess, like, would be next, it's right? It's like tenth, I think. Okay. Yeah. And like So already we have a problem. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not alpha beta kappa. It's nope. we're just I'll randomly pick the tenth one. We pulled it from a hat. Yeah. Right. And it and it, it's one of those things of like, even if you're using it in the context of like Greek lettering. Like you're saying, it's like you're just using the 10th one. It's like Sigma doesn't even signify that in the Greek alphabet. Right. Like if you were going to use this, then you should have used Omega at the very least because that's at the tail the bottom, end. Right. And it's got the word Mega in there. Right. That's got to be cool. <laughs> By the way, is Omicron the coolest name for any disease ever? Kinda. I'm a fan of Transformers, uh, so exactly. I have to think so. Exactly. See, I, this is how you can tell I'm fucking younger because when I heard Omicron, 
<clears throat> Omicron. I first thought Futurama. Well, Omicron. Ooh, that's a yes. good reference. Omicron is the name. Omnicron is the Transformer. Yeah. See? <laughs> you see? No, no I get it. Uh, <laughs> Unicron. Oh, they, you're right. Thank you. It is the Unicron. I'm, s- I'm I, sorry. I swear to God, I've had sex. <laughs> <laughs> I used to talk about that in my act. Like, people have touched me. It's weird. It's, I don't believe it sometimes. <laughs> That's actually, so kind of looping that into the whole Alpha Sigma bullshit. One of the things I hate is like the two kinds of people I find who use that kind of bullshit thing are like either uber like guys who want to be tough guys. Like the guy so who are wears, people proud to be Sigmas? Yes, oh, for some absolutely. reason. Oh, I thought this was like a feminist, I hate men, we're no. going to label you as a Sigma. This is the toxic masculinity in the sense of like... This is a guy embracing. He loves right. it. Yes, this, okay. is, this is a guy who's like, the reason why women won't fuck me is because I'm a Because I'm just and too it's fucking like, awesome. Yeah, and it's like, dude, we get that you own a Punisher t-shirt. <laughs> like, you didn't have to bring this up in order to let us know what your wardrobe looks like. Got it's, it. It's it's beautiful. They call it the Sigma male grind set because they're like they're alone. No, you didn't just say the word grind set. That's what it's called. Yes. That's what it's called. That's the most troubling part of it. See, all. that's my problem with it too. Sigma male, whatever, identify however you want. <laughs> grind set, <laughs> yeah. What? So a Sigma male is a guy. He's just he's hustling, man. He's yeah. always on his grind. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And because he can't get no girls. What what's so exhausting? Or he's he's above he's, getting he's, girls. He doesn't. Yes. He, yeah. It's he's he's trans transcended. It's up on the cupboard. He can't reach it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're the, and it's not because he can't reach it because he's too short. No, it's just because he he chooses to let his mom put this fruit snacks up there. That <laughs> his <laughs> mom dubbed him a sigma male grind set. <laughs> wow, that's something. All right, well we've got. 10-ish minutes left. Um, I'm going to pass something across the table to you. Sure. Now, we would love to luxuriate in your reaction to this, but we've done this on several episodes, so anyone who listens to this podcast doesn't want to hear us go through all this again. Sure. This is a sincere gift that was given to me, like, I love you, here's a gift, Uh and now I'm going to pass it over to you, and you can just tell us what you think about this. Ed the Machine Regine tells a hundred of the funniest jokes he's ever heard. He's ever heard. <laughs> he's ever heard. Why don't you go ahead and open that up? Take a, take a look at the CD inside. The he's ever heard part is really good. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> you guys signed it. No, Ed signed it. Oh, I can't read cursive. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Uh, now I'm old. That I, was well, the moment. I thought it was Rafik, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, buddy, we're putting a lot of investment into that signature. So it's, I think it says keep them laughing or something like that. Make them laugh. laugh. Yeah, make them laugh. That's cute. Like okay. it's supposed to be an inspiration. There's a hundred tracks on There's a hundred tracks. The tracks many, many, many of the tracks do not correspond with the actual joke. I could believe on it. that. Some of the tracks cut off halfway through. I bet he edited this himself. I, um, we're, we're fairly <laughs> we're, confident yes. of that. Take a, take a gander at that uh, parental advisory uh, logo that he slapped on there. Ed the Machine Regine is not playing safe. <laughs> no, he isn't. Holy shit. Uh, this guy looks like every golfer. Oh, <laughs> I think you're the first person to say that, and it's right on the money. He looks like every golfer. Every guy. Bleached white teeth. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful head of fake silver gray hair. Mm-hmm. And just the most fucking crow's feet. 
<laughs> so we've been listening to these with our guests. I'm so sorry. We are listening to <laughs> oh, them. Wait, no, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We are listening to them at the same time you are. We have not heard this track. So why don't you tell us the title of track 55? Okay, 55. That's going to be Cowboy Boots. Cowboy Boots. It may or may not be about cowboy boots. Rose and Jim were married for 40 years. Jim always wanted a pair of cowboy boots. Ah. So they retired and went to Texas. And while down there, I he buys when he a stops. pair of cowboy boots. He proudly walks into the Terrible kitchen wearing facing. them. Yeah. And he says to his wife, do you notice anything different? She said, no. He got pissed off, went into the bathroom, he took put all his clothes down. off. Did you hear that? Came yeah. out wearing nothing but the cowboy boots. He said, now do you notice anything different? She said, look, it's hanging down today. It was hanging down last night, and it'll be hanging down tomorrow. And he said, yeah, that's because it's admiring my new cowboy boots. She said, well, Jim, you should have bought a hat. My God, that was a man in a that was torturous. Yeah. That might be the worst one we've heard. And, and that I, is fucking saying something. I'm not allowed to break the disc, am I? <laughs> no, please don't do that. Oh, my God, that was... That's abysmal. Yeah. So I, we, you know, we've been dealing with this man for 55 tracks. I'm yes. so sorry. So I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up on things. I probably picked up on them before, but now I'm really zeroing in. You can hear when he forgets what he's supposed to say. Yeah. You can yeah. hear the moments where he gets <laughs> stuck and goes, oh, wait, what's the next part of this joke? <laughs> no. I bet he's butchering each one of them, too. These are just jokes he's heard. How many yeah. jokes do you the, just well, tell from memory? There are a hundred of the best he's ever heard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell Ed does not have many funny the, friends. The machine is really just a Rolodex <laughs> in history. You're not going to find Carlin. You're not going to find any kind of... Not going to be any Tony Woods, Dave Chappelle, nothing. You, you know what kills me is like... I feel on a certain level these are jokes like you would hear off of a Prairie Home Companion, but I also feel like a Prairie Home Companion would have delivered the joke fine. Oh, yeah. There's like, nothing good about There's nothing redeeming. There are a, a handful. I mean, I mean, a handful of jokes that we've heard where we kind of went, hey, all right. Okay. All right. That was a good one, but he, he can't. Sucks. I mean, he's yeah. terrible. And there was one, I think the last time we did it, Halfway through the joke, I lost all track of the protagonist <laughs> because he kept talking about a husband and then a cop. And it was like, well, but the cop was retired. Like he just kept giving you all this information he's, that didn't yeah, help. He's just butchering the joke. Even, even in this bit, he's talking about a husband and a wife getting cowboy boots. But for some reason, husband can't afford cowboy boots until they retire and go to Texas. Yeah, so like, why, why do you need to know that? Cowboy well, boots are that expensive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And only accessible in one part of the country. Yeah. You have to move. You can't just travel. You have to move to Texas to acquire cowboy boots. That's... Uh, I like... Only Ed was alive to see this today. Oh, Ed oh is he alive. is. He We've was been actually on his so he doesn't even moving. have Amazon. <laughs> We've done a deep dive, dude. We know. Holy shit! Our our secretive furtive goal is that he will one day find out that we've been making fun of him. That's beautiful. And then get him in this room, whereupon I will not be kind to him. <laughs> I, as you shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of really wondering what his life would be like instead of Ed 
the machine? What if it was Ed the prospector and he did it all like a like an old timey? The joke would have been way funnier if it was from like a hey boys and girls, what about the cowboy boots? That'd be really funny. Yeah, if he was a character. The problem is Ed has He's no just character. Some leathery like, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's this man is abysmal. He looks like every character in the Sopranos mixed together. Yes. He, he definitely looks like he's, like, if he is in The Sopranos, he's definitely going to sell you a joke book he found that fell off um, the back of a truck. My God. Do you remember not long ago we were discussing one of your favorite filmmakers? Yeah, Quentin. How would you feel if I told you that this man is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? You're fucking kidding <laughs> nope. me. He's like, he's like a waiter or something. Yo! For real. My man, okay. <laughs> I, I don't think this is Ed's calling, but something's <laughs> clearly cooking with Ed. All right, the machine might might be a little more than I initially anticipated. And remember, he if Taran- company, if Tarantino included him, it was intentional. And because <laughs> yeah. Tarantino jerked off on his feet, <laughs> he took the mantle from uh, Weinstein. He was like, "Well, you got in trouble for your shit, but I'm jizzing on some feet over here, pal." Yeah, no, it's just feet. Nobody cares. <laughs> It's not weird. <laughs> well, kids, it has been about an hour. Oh, boy. And we've got another guest coming in because we are on fucking fire. Hey. Uh, yeah. Booking guests. Ah, I'm on fire. Crushing it. Self-promotion. Get that segment Pro- grind set. Go- <laughs> grind set. Promo code. So how about this on all the things? Um, I wish that were true. Oh, Actually, boy. we do have merch. We do have merch, hey, and I am yeah. not even going to attempt to say it's it's the longest URL in the history of man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Come on, go sir. to our go to our link trees and stuff, and you can find it. And um, yeah, it's a shirt, and it's a cartoon drawing of me and this guy over here. I, I like the drawing, and, by and, the way. and we I have a Betty White shirt. Uh, and that, that we do. And we have a lot of celebrity shirts that you should probably buy before somebody sues us. Um, like that. Before they die. <laughs> we should probably do a mini-sode about those shirts because yeah. I feel like I need to give you an intervention. I don't know what the hell's going on with those. You make all the shirts for me? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 honestly, it's just been like a design thing to just like eat up like a couple minutes of my day. Sure. And, but most of it is just, uh, it's celebrity photos with misattributed uh, quotes. Oh, that's so good. It's, okay, so <clears throat> uh, we may be adding another 10 minutes to this episode. How old are you? 25. Perfect. Beautiful. Hey, Maybe this is a generational thing because I look at the merchandise that we are selling, and I go, I don't know what this is. I don't know why this is. I don't know what the point of this is. So it's it's all just those shirts. <laughs> now, now, with now I don't say that about the podcast shirt because it is our yeah. logo with our image. Yeah, obviously, if you're a fan, buy our shirt. Yeah, right. you- the other ones we sell, I, do, I just, every time I see it, it's like I spend 12 minutes. Look, I don't know what this is supposed to be, but... If a 25-year-old, very intelligent man goes, oh, that's great, then I go, okay, this is a 43-year-old talking. I don't get it. It's it's not for me. I mean, it's fun. I'd probably own one. You know what? I own five. I bought their whole stock. Okay. I own all the celebrity did shirts. You, did, can you clear out our warehouse? Get us, get us back to zero. The truck is on the way. Perfect.
Okay, now we really got to go. Uh, hey, uh, Rafiq? Uh, so... <clears throat> oh, yeah, sorry. Plug your shit and oh, say your name again. Oh, oh, I have to put a plug in now? I mean, I if you have, have a plug or I don't your have socials... A, I, I or... left my plug on me. Um, you can follow me <laughs> at Twitter. Did you leave your plug? At, can you? Uh, <laughs> not today. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at Dan the M0N. And that's it. I don't have anything else. I have projects coming up this year. Okay. Good. So and your name tuned. again is Dan Hoff. Dan Hoff. Gentlemen's. Dan Hoff. And you can see me January 24th. I don't know if we're going to get this out before then, but. Uh, uh, we should. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so then you can see us at the. Uh, is like the Daily Page Brewery in uh, Bartow, Florida. I'm going to be there with a bunch of really funny comments. And you can follow us on social media. Yep. And uh, we'll, we we have a thing that we yeah, put at yeah, the end thing. about that. So I have a question for you. Uh, what's that? Uh, so, so how about this? I, I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I find that very interesting. Mm. And I'd like to pose to Dan. So, uh, so how about this? I uh, And I thought about it, and I <laughs> pondered on it. And after thinking about it for about four to ten fort business fortnights, <laughs> um, Alan. Yeah. So how about this? That's a good question. Everything we do matters. Hey, thanks for listening to that episode of So How About This. Whatever you are using to listen, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, hit whatever extra button they make you push these days. On Twitter, you can find us at So How About This One. The words are so how about this, followed by the number one. Leave us some beautiful comments there. Ask us questions. If you want us to talk about something on the podcast, let us know. We'll bring it up while we record, and uh, we'll see you next time.